From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Tuesday, January 31st. I'm Sarah Reif. A ponderosa pine tree in Potter Valley and the decades-old bald eagle nest high in its branches appear to be safe from PG&E crews that tried to remove them two years in a row due to their proximity to power lines. Now, after protesters from all over the state joined local activists and a nearby tribe to ensure that the tree remains standing, PG&E has declared that its preferred solution is to bury the lines. That would obviate the utility's stated safety concerns about the tree possibly falling onto the line and sparking a fire. The pine, which is dying and shows damage from a beetle infestation, did not budge during the recent series of atmospheric rivers, though other trees went down all over the county. Joseph Seidel, a tenant on the property, grew to love the birds. Their nest is just a few yards from the driveway on one side and a few more yards away from the public road on another, making them local celebrities in the birdwatching community. Seidel started a GoFundMe campaign to underground the lines last year, but it fizzled. It made the most sense. It was a very obvious solution because the nest was very happily sitting up there with plenty of years to go, according to the arborist. And we said, well, then why should uh, we take it down? It's provided all this habitat. And there's an obvious solution to put the lines underground. And pg and didn't want to burden the expense. And they said, well, it's up to you guys to raise the money. So we started a fundraiser. And we weren't raising the money. Um, it was a very large amount of money that was needed, close to a quarter million dollars. Finally, we found out recently that they said they're going to do it through a lot of pressure. This would be the perfect win, win, win. Win for the Eagles, win for you, and win for us. Polly Gervin is an environmental and social justice advocate who's long been affiliated with the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians. She marveled at the effectiveness of the seven activists who kept vigil at the tree for over a week. And I really want to say that it was the seven valiant souls uh, who endured a uh, atmospheric river downpour for seven days to document that the nest was active and to stay until the federal nesting protective period under the U.S. Fish and Wildlife regulations uh, was activated, which was January 16th. On January 11th, activists rebuffed an attempt by PG&E crews to cut down the tree. Just hours before the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians sent a letter to U.S. Fish and Wildlife requesting government-to-government consultations. Congressman Jared Huffman also weighed in, telling us that he's had deep concerns about Fish and Wildlife's ability to fulfill its mission with integrity for a number of years. If this was a permit U.S. Fish and Wildlife had to grant, if the law, facts, and science compelled them, he insisted, They should have included tribal consultation, but they dropped the ball. Some neighbors say they remember first seeing the nest, which is just across the Eel River from Cape Horn Dam, in the mid-80s. It's consistently produced young, though not every year, and PG&E biologists believe that in some years, the pair has used an alternate nest site less than a mile away. But last year, the pair fledged at least one eaglet in the much-contested nest. This year, they returned, shortly after U.S. Fish and Wildlife issued the permit to take it down. But Peter Galvin, who's the director of programs and co-founder of the Center for Biological Diversity, as well as a member of EPIC, the Environmental Protection Information Center, wondered if the agency had satisfied all the requirements before giving PG&E the nod. I suggested we look into whether the Section 106 consultation under the National Historic Preservation Act had been done. And because EPIC had been working closely with the Coyote Valley Band of the Pomo Nation 
on the Jackson State demonstration forest, they already had uh, good communications set up. And just maybe 10 or 15 minutes after the inquiry, the, the answer came back, no, no, that didn't happen. And they're concerned about this and they're upset that that didn't happen. And so uh, at that point, we uh, caucused further. And by later that day, the tribe had sent in a, a letter um, of objection that they that they had not received the necessary and, and legally required government to government consultation. Um, we found out further that the Fish and Wildlife Service had issued a permit uh, in early January for this action, but only days after sending a letter asking if the Coyote Valley Band had any concerns and that this letter was sent over the holidays and they didn't wait for a response. And it turned out they did have concerns. Linda Marlin, the owner of the property where the Eagle Tree resides, said last week that PG&E was preparing an easement document for her to sign so that the work can commence. PG&E had shut off electric power to the property and was supplying generators and fuel to the residents. A fuel delivery truck had damaged the driveway during one of the storms, and Marlin reported that the company was repairing the damage as we speak. In a statement, PG&E spokesperson Megan McFarlane confirmed that the company is working with the property owner on options and next steps, and wrote that Ron Richardson, PG&E's vice president for the North Coast, had visited the site and spoken with community members and the company's tribal relations representative. Richardson is quoted in the statement, saying, Undergrounding is now PG&E's preferred solution for the lines on the Potter Valley property, and we are working with the landowner in an attempt to secure the necessary land rights. McFarland added that PG&E has also installed wildlife cameras on the site to monitor the nests to ensure that any current or planned PG&E work on the property is not disruptive. Gervin summed it up. So basically this boils down to a direct action, frontline, a tribal assertion of sovereignty, um, legal assistance, and many, many concerned citizens expressing their desire to not see this tree come down. So I'll keep once again say it takes a village. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.